Good morning, everybody. <laughs> Great. Um, as I say, oh, yeah, youth. I'm really sorry. Yeah, youth. Okay. Now is your time. Very good. <clears throat> Fabulous. So good to see So we're almost at our end of series in Thessalonians, uh, and uh, I'm going to be looking at two verses, uh, maybe three if we get time, but uh, that's what we're going to do. And we're going to end with some practical um, praying uh, and prophesying. Uh, Let's let's do that since it talks about it. Uh, Let's do it. Okay. So just a a quick illustration is going to help us, going to be playing. Thanks very much, Sam. Okay, so I think that'll be up there for the morning as our visual aid. Uh, this morning's all about fire. Okay, about fire. And uh, a nice, toasty, uh, a warm fire. So will you join me in praying, God, would your fire stir among us? Okay, so this is not an academic study of a fire. This is God, you are the fire. Would you come? You join me in praying, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, would you, the fire of God, come and burn among us? Would you come and rest upon us? Spirit of God, you are consuming fire. Come among us. Come and be present, Holy Spirit. Come and fill us. Come and awaken us. Oh God, as we hear about the scythe, Lord, come and burn in us. Lord, the scythe is not a plaything. Lord, it's a, it's a dangerous weapon. Lord, it does harm, but it also clears away. Lord, would you come? Lord, be gentle, loving, glorious, but also be the holy fire among us. Oh, God, amen. Come and, among, uh, come and be among us. The only danger of showing a fire is we think it's about a thing. And if we know the scripture, if we know Jesus, the Spirit, the Father, the fire is a person. So I just want to take you on that journey. We're not talking about a thing. We're talking about a person. Holy Spirit, we're talking about you. Let's remind you, so Thessalonians, Paul and his companions, Silas and Timothy, uh, they ha- Paul had a dream. Uh, they were in Turkey, and it, the dream called them over into Greece. It wasn't planned. And there in Greece, uh, Thessalonica, they planted a church. There was a glorious uh, uh, coming together of the fire of God. And this is what chapter 1 says. We read it some weeks ago. We know, brothers, he's chosen you because our gospel came to you not simply with words, but also with power, with the Holy Spirit, and with deep conviction. And then verse 7, you became a model to all believers in Macedonia and Achaia. The message of joy was among you. So there was this Paul preaching. There was a whole bunch of persecution The devout Jews were following Paul around and trying to stop him proclaiming this Jesus. But this presence of God was there. There was deep conviction. What does that look like? Say, Paul, tell us more. There was deep conviction. There was power. What what, what happening? I guess there were miracles we can, uh, we don't know. There was deliverance. So Paul is saying there was joy too. Imagine persecution, but joy. God is among us. That's what the fire. That's the fire that was started in Thessalonica. Something started. Paul said it spread. And what spreads faster and further than fire? Something started. It set the whole region ablaze. 
And he says, you became a model church. It's like the fire that was in you, now it's spread. And isn't that our prayer? Isn't that our prayer as open door? It's our prayer as elders. God, would your fire spread? It's not to be kept, but spread. But now at the end of this letter, the verses we look at today, Paul gives a warning. Basically he says, don't put out what the Spirit started. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Chapter 5, verse 19. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Don't quench the Spirit. Don't suppress the Spirit, depending what what brand version you're reading. Do not put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Test everything. Hold on to the good and avoid every kind of evil. So Paul says, there's a fire, but don't put it out. By implication, it's possible to put it out. Isn't that, I think, God, that's, that's shocking. It's possible to put out the, his, the Spirit's fire. Otherwise, the warnings mean that actually if, if whatever we do doesn't change. No, God, through his, Paul's writing, say, don't put out what God has started. That comes as a warning. Yikes. Lord, it, it's possible for us to put out what you started. So I want to I talk not about three ways that we can keep him lit, three ways to keep on fire, things we must do. I want to talk much about him. So is that okay? I want to talk about him, the Spirit's fire. I want to talk about that, the wonderful Holy Spirit. The trouble with that is it's like really hard to, to get hold of it. Because we can, okay, Jesus, the God-man, I can get that. Maybe he was five foot, six foot. Maybe he had, well, he didn't have blue eyes because he was Middle Eastern. He would have brown eyes, probably brown skin, certainly dark hair. Okay, but I've got a sort of picture of him. He's like my shape. Our shape. Okay, and I can sort of, the father, okay, but the spirit, I mean, what is the... What's the spirit like? I mean, how do we describe the spirit? So often we end up, as Jesus did, we talk about what he does, because it's, it's quite, okay, who is he? And sometimes then we can start to get muddled up between what he does and who he is, because we start to imagine him. He's a bit like a power, okay, so he's like a force. Now the, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are three equal parts of the Trinity, Okay, so the, the Spirit is not a force. The Spirit is a person. Paul says to Ephesians, don't grieve. The Spirit. You can't grieve a force. You grieve a person. The Spirit's a person. But what is it like? So when Scripture talks about him, the holy presence, the glory of God, you think, yeah, well, help us. Fortunately, there's some illustrations that describe him. So there's the fire, okay, there's the wind. Okay, right at the start of Genesis 1, the breath of God, the wind of God, the Holy Spirit is hovering over this planet. It's formless and empty and brown and bubbly and lumpy. I, I don't know, but the Spirit is hovering over. And then into that, God's voice comes, says, let there be light. And then God breathes his life. He makes man, Adam, and the first man, he breathes life. The Spirit enters so it's like a wind, it's a breath. Jesus says to Nicodemus, 
the Holy Spirit, or uh, those born of the Spirit, born again, it's going to be like the wind. You can't see where it's going, what it's, where it's coming from. So it is with those born of the Spirit. Okay, the Holy Spirit in us is it's a bit like the wind. Or the river, Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel has this vision of a river running out the temple. And he walks down it and it's getting deeper and it's wider and then he can't cross it. Okay, it's the Spirit filling the earth. And then Jesus is baptised. Okay, here's a picture of the Holy Spirit. And there's a pigeon. A pigeon comes down. It's like a pigeon. It's like a pigeon and lands on Jesus. And the Holy Spirit comes in. All the gospel writers, the Holy Spirit comes. And John the Baptist says, this guy's going to baptise you with the Spirit and with fire. So you see, we get all these little glimpses. That, Lord, help us. See, the thing is, the Holy Spirit, it's, it's a bit, we, we encounter him by a revelation. We encounter the Holy Spirit by him touching our eyes. Yes, we can read about him in a book. It's a bit like electricity. We can read about it, but you can't, can't ever get hold of it. I mean, you can get hold of it. <laughs> but, but do you, do you see the difference? Okay, so we can talk about electricity. It's a real thing. It does thing. If Ben was here, he could tell us all about it. But actually, I can't see it. And, and what is electricity? It's a thing, and yet it's, a, it's more, isn't it? The Holy Spirit... It's a person, and yet the main way he reveals himself is through what he does. And the disciples found so in that upper room, Acts 2. There they are, praying day after day. Jesus says, wait, we're waiting. Pray some more, we're waiting. And then one day there's a wind, and like tongues of fire. That Luke writes down, there's a rushing noise of the wind. Fire, the fire of God comes. I remember in Exodus, there's Moses, 40 years. I mean, what a job, cleaning up after sheep in the desert. He's royalty. He's been brought up by Pharaoh's daughter. Now he's in the backside of the desert, wandering round. And then one day, there's a bush that's a flame. It's not burning, but something about it. Moses goes up and look, there's fire on it, but it's not becoming ash. That's fire, and as he gets closer... Scripture says God saw that Moses came and God spoke and says, Moses, Moses. There's a fire and there's an encounter with God. So there's all these little pictures. Holy Spirit, be among us. Now here's the thing about fire. Moses found the fire of God, but it's true for that fire. Fire is unpredictable, isn't it? That's why we don't let kids play with matches. That's why when you have a bonfire, you like, okay, how near is it to the shed? You remember that time? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Check. How near is it to the shed? <laughs> or the, the pine trees? Otherwise, okay. Check which way it's going because the neighbor then calls out over the fence and all the washings are. Uh, fire, is, fire is dangerous, isn't it? Fire is dangerous. The, 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 um, these fires in California, okay, they burst out, burning up the trees. It's unpredictable. So what do we like to do? Well, we like a little fire in a grate. We like to, we like to box it in. And if it's in your house, you probably do want it boxed in. Or you can have like a, a metal box, a wood burner. Or you think, okay, I'll, I'll have a little fire. 
and uh, you know, I'll keep it going. We like to control it. Or we have fire extinguishers. Because if there's a fire here, we need to put it out. Oh, we don't want to be too much near fire. And you've got fire blankets, fire hoses, fire pits, fire places. Paul says, Thessalonians, don't be like that. Don't build yourself a fireplace. Because we like to bring a bit of control. Control kills the fireplace of God. Control restricts him. Control says, we know better than you, and we'd like you to burn just there in that way. We don't want you doing too much, oh God. And isn't my history, our history of, of Christianity, we like to build little structures and boxes for God to burn just at the right time, just in the right time. Okay, at 11 o'clock, it will really suit us, Lord. But Lord, not in the office. Or back in, not in the classroom. Or, okay, we want you like that, but, oh God, I don't want to do any of that falling down stuff. I don't, what about my shaking? And, oh, okay, all of that. We think, okay, God, it gets a bit risky. I was brought up, okay, the spiritual gifts. We don't pray in tongues. That's finished. That was all very well until somebody prayed and then it started bubbling up. And they, oh, I'm on fire. It's not theory anymore. It's happening. God, we say... We make space for you in open door. And isn't that the church? We love it that as Dave and I talk about our values, one of the key values of this church is that we welcome and make space. (laughs) Who are we? We But you understand, we welcome and make space for the presence of God. Even this morning, we're not just galloping through, singing through some songs, or let's get somebody to do something. No, it's a, a spirit bubbling up. We're, sometimes we're, we're like waiting. If you've come any time often, you think, sometimes there's like a bit of a pause in open door when we're meeting. It's like, okay, God, what do you want? And may that be not just Sunday mornings. Friends, Paul isn't saying, okay, don't put out the Spirit's fire, but you know, it's half 10 until 12. What you do after 12 is up to you. Oh, church, don't put out the Spirit's fire. Don't put it out. We say, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, and what you do, I don't want to douse you. I don't want to box you in. But here's the thing. Sometimes, oh, I found I have. Sometimes I find I have. And maybe you have too. Sometimes I've boxed him in by not very convenient. Sometimes I've boxed him in by fear. Oh, <laughs> that feels a bit out of my comfort zone. Sometimes I've boxed him in because I just was feeling like, oh, this is about me. This is, oh God, I just, I just need somebody. I don't want to take a risk because what will people think? In other words, what does my reputation, what about my reputation? What about what, I, I don't feel like it, Lord. What if I get it wrong? Anyone else? I'm making it all the fire about me rather than saying, okay, God, trust. So recently, I've just been grappling for the Lord. I sense that call to serve church is prophetic, but then at the same time, I think, I don't know if I can do it. So I was like, oh, God. And maybe you've been like that. You thought, okay, I think God's saying something, but to come up here, oh. or in life groups, 
Hey, don't put out the Spirit's fire Tuesday night too or Wednesday night or Saturday morning, whenever it is you meet. Don't put out the Spirit's fire. And one of the ways, how do we know? Why does Paul link this? He says, don't put out the Spirit's fire. Do not treat prophecies with contempt. Paul links spiritual gifts with the fire. He links spiritual gifts with the fire. I wonder what, why does he highlight prophecy? Well, p- prophecy is one of the gifts. It's, it's one of the gifts that the Spirit gives. It's one of the gifts of the fire. When the fire is burning, people will prophesy. You can read it, Acts 2. The Spirit comes on, they spoke in tongues, prophesied. Acts 19, Ephesian church, they Paul prays, they spoke in tongues and prophesied. When the Spirit, when the fire is alight, prophecy happens. And lots of other gifts too. But here's the thing. I think prophecy is a body gift. Prophecy is a body gift, isn't it? Okay, I prophesy on my own. Prophecy is God speaking through man to one another. So when Paul's saying, don't put out the Spirit's fire, don't treat prophecies with contempt, don't treat the body gifts. Okay, Paul's, t- Paul's drawing us together and saying, how's your bodiness together? How's your bodiness together? Is it bubbling up? Or are you treating it with contempt? I can't be bothered or whatever it is. The water and the wind and the fire, they all have a life of their own, don't they? Okay, that fire has a life of its own. Who is the log to say, I don't want to burn like that. I want it to be like that. Isn't that a story of my life, our life sometimes? So God, I just want to be a log on my own. Do you ever get those? I just want, I just want to burn for you uh, on my own. But Lord, don't treat prophecies, don't treat bodiness with contempt. Oh, it doesn't matter if I don't bring it. Someone else will. It doesn't matter if I'm not there. Someone else can be. Friends, what, what are we doing? We're taking the logs out the fire, aren't we? Don't treat prophecies. Oh, I'm, I'm withdrawing them. So here, let me just talk a little bit about prophecy. What is prophecy, first of all? So prof- here's Adrian's guesstimate of what is, because the Bible isn't an encyclopedia or a dictionary. Okay, we can't turn for P for prophecy and prophecy is. But prophecy, if in a sense, it's God's spirit bubbling up in us through us to communicate his love, his word, his compassion, his care, his direction. It's like the voice of God. Now it might come through, I think God's saying, it might come through words. But you know you can prophesy just by giving someone a hug. I think God wants to give you a hug. We're communicating something. Oh, you might have heard me before. I've stood over someone with an umbrella once. Uh, Andy's prophesying using a scythe. The umbrella, God's care and protection pour that water, God's tears, all sorts of ways. We can prophesy with action, with words, in dance. I'm not so good at that one, but um, fortunately. But uh, Holy Spirit, gift of prophecy is really part to this fire, really important. This is what Paul says, Same word, similar theme in 1 Corinthians. He says, these three remain, end of chapter 13, these three remain, faith, hope and love the greatest is love and then whoever put the numbers in stopped and then put 
14 verse 1. But if you read 13 to 14, it says, These three remain, faith, hope, love. The greatest of, greatest of these is love. Now, follow the way of love and eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially the gift of prophecy. Now, follow the way of love. Follow the way of love. Be the body. Eagerly desire spiritual gifts, especially prophecy. Why? Because prophecy builds up the body. There's this fire of God. Don't despise. Don't put it out. Don't quench it. Don't despise prophecy because it's the body of light. You see where we're going? See, prophecy isn't my gift or any one of gifts. It's a body gift. It's a body gift. Okay, I've got this gift. Actually, it's, okay, so um, what do you do with it? What do you do? We've got the fire. Yeah, but what do you do with it? Yeah, we've got prophecy. Yeah, but what do you do with it? Paul says, don't put it out. So a couple of ways that we can despise prophecy. We can overemphasize. And there's so much stuff online, overemphasis of prophecy. And after a while, we can begin to disregard it. Oh, this, God's doing this and God's doing that. You get prophetic words for every day of the week. We can despise them after a while. Think, oh. Or the other way of despising them is we underestimate, we underuse them. Oh, we, we've moved on from that. You know, that was for beginners. We've now got the word and we've got our brains. Prophecies for enthusiasts, somebody told me years ago. No, friends, it's every one of our inheritance to hear God speaking. It's every one of our inheritance to hear God speaking. And not just Sunday at 11. Any time, any day. In your business, as much as in the church service, in your workplace, in your home. God, would you speak? Don't put out the Spirit's fire. Don't treat prophecies with contempt. So I want to pray for us. I know Dave, uh, if he were here, he would, he would wholeheartedly agree. We want to see the Spirit's fire among us. It's not something we can do, but we say, come, fire of God. And Oh, we pray that there would be prophetic words that would bubble up of all sorts. They come with encouragement, comfort, and strengthening. They come to an individual. They come to a church. We honor those who've served us, brought prophetic words over many years. We honor new gifts bubbling up among us, prophetic people. So I want to pray. Say, come, Holy Spirit. How could we have a talk like this? I think without saying, Lord, come, by your fire. Come and fill me. Pray, come fire of God. So should we do that? And I would love to pray for a release of the prophetic gift. That's Paul encourages. So, just invite you as an expression of your hunger, spirit's fire in us, just to stand where you are. Not compulsory. Maybe you think, actually, I need to get some stuff in my heart right with the body. Maybe I need to confess I feel out of sorts with the body. So just take some time to process that with him. God, I feel like an outsider of your body. That's not how you work. In a sense, we're saying, Lord, let us be the logs. You be the fire. And I pray... Come, fire of God, and fill us. 
Come fire of God and fill open door. Come fire of God and uh, burn in us. God of burning, cleansing flame. Send the fire. God, it's you. It's not our work. It's not busyness. Lord, it's your fire. We can burn even at rest. Come and burn in us, oh God. Come. Come and fill us again. Lord, your breath enter us. The wind, the water and the fire. Come, Lord. I pray, come. Just encourage us. We're going to engage with God as we've been doing. Just looking at him. Lord, send the fire. Send the fire. We're not going to earn it. We don't have to like, force it. He gives it. He gives it. Lord, send the fire. I pray, send the fire. Send the fire. Send the fire. Come, God. Oh, Lord. Come, Lord. Expand the fire grate. Lord, we dismantle any fire grate, any control we build around your fire. Lord, we dismantle. Lord, we repent. Any limitation that's preference, Lord, we lay that in the fire. Who are we, the log, to say fire? Do it like this. Oh God, I pray, send the fire. Send the fire. Oh Lord God. Now it may be that some of you, you sometimes we can we we feel it, not always, but sometimes there's a sense of the fire on us, and at times you have tingling hands, tingling lips. So if that's you, just put your hands up. Because I'd love to just pray for you. Just want to follow what God's doing in that. Oh man. Yeah, just a sense. You just I said, <laughs> it's God's here among us. God's here. Do you want to just with those who got your hand up? Just come out here. I just want to pray for you. Maybe Andy, Corinne. Maybe we'll just pray. Okay, I just want to follow what God's doing. I'm just aware of the kids finishing. Lord, help us. But we just pray, Holy Spirit. We pray, Holy Spirit. Great. Anyone else? You just sense the Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray. Calm, Holy Spirit. Calm, Holy Spirit. Yeah, you want to get. Yeah, calm, Holy Spirit. Just pray. Calm. Calm, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Lord, we pray. Lord, your fire. Your fresh. Oh, sorry, John. Put your eye. Bless you. Receive the fire. Receive the fire. Receive the fire. What I'd like you to do now is just go and pray for people around the room. If you feel able to, just be released to go and pray. I'd love to pray for those of you that you sense the Holy Spirit on your tongue and your lips. You've got a tingling, any one of us. It's like God's renewing just your, your tongue, your lips, your gums. 
a sense of God's spirit uh, for a uh, gift of prophecy often. Don't need to analyze it too much, but if that's you, just come up the front. I'd love to pray for you. Gift of t- uh, uh, where you've got tingling around your lips, your tongue, your gums. You'll know if you have. It's like you're licking a nine-volt battery. You're just like, ah, oh, it's, it's God. Right. Right, these folks have come up. I'd love to release you. Go and pray and lay hands on people around the church. And just pray. Let the fire come. Let the fire come. Okay, John? Let the fire come. So who's got a tingly mouth? It'd be great to pray for mouths. For mouths. Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Fresh declaration. Fresh declarations. Fresh declarations. Father. Father. Oh man, we pray. Holy Spirit, come. Montemarro, can I pray for you? Bless you. I pray for you. I pray for you. Holy Spirit, come. Holy Spirit, come. Would you pray for other people? Would you be happy to just go around and pray for other people? Bless you. Come. Come, Lord Jesus. I just pray, come, Lord Jesus. Just pray fresh. Fresh grace. Come, Holy Spirit. Father. Father. Father, I pray, I pray for fresh anointing in our mouths. Songs, prayers, prophecy, God. Prophecy that builds the body. Lord, I pray for a flood of the prophetic gift in our children, in our teens. God, revelation that speaks of you. Lord, something that comes with just gentle compassion and simplicity of God's here. Oh, Father, just come and release the prophetic gift freshly among us. Freshly among us, Lord, fresh anointing. Whether it's Barbara using her her voice to uh, for uh, political um, the good kingdom in in politics, whether it's in prayer, whether it's in education, Lord, release your voices, release our voices, prophetic in worship, Lord, fresh grace for prophetic gifts. Just last, love to finish. If you have not prophesied before, you think, I would love someone to pray for me for that gift, then I just invite you, just come out the front. That just helps us know who you are, if you like. We, can, I wanna, we wanna pray for a release of the prophetic gift. So if you've never said, okay, I don't know what that is, I don't think I've ever done that, we'd love to pray for a fresh impartation of that gift. So if you come this way, Otherwise, we're going to finish our parents are fetching your children. Um, if one of you wants to come up and the others um, with the children, that'd be great. But come on, anyone, you'd love that, to receive the gift of prophecy. We're going to pray uh, for that. Otherwise, bless you. We'll see some of you upstairs around about uh, 10 past 12 or so. Andy, perhaps if you would come pray. Is Ginny around? I don't know. Olu, other prophetic people, come. Amen. Amen. 